Is your kid the next Warren Buffett? Open them up a Roth IRA and find out. Plus, we've got a listener question from Michael on whether or not he should put cash to work now or wait for a dip. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Invest Smarter Podcast, the show that helps results-driven people make results-driven financial decisions so you can build and preserve your wealth while spending more time doing what you love. I'm your host, Dave DeWitt. And first, I just want to quickly share a little bit about why I enjoy doing this podcast and why I enjoy helping people to invest smarter. So me, I've always had a passion for investing. Like back in high school and college, I was already pitching stocks to my friends. After college, I became pretty much obsessed with learning about stocks, investments, and learning about how the markets actually worked. I got very into tracking volume and looking at charts and making predictions and doing some trading. So I did start doing trading and even day trading for a little bit. And boy, oh boy, did I make a lot of mistakes. Some big and costly ones too. Though to be fair to myself, I also had plenty of wins. I went on to learn about options. I tried trading options and again, I made some big and costly mistakes, but also again, some really big wins that felt really good. You know, when you're high-fiving your friends at work and you're saying, look at me, look what I've done. I've felt on top of the world one day, but I felt like a total fool the next. What I really learned through this experience was that it was not a healthy relationship that I was building with money. I feel like I've learned a lifetime of hard lessons during my time in the markets. And I know what it feels like to be getting greedy. I know what it feels like to sell at lows from being fearful, only to live to regret that decision. And now as a professional financial planner, I'm helping people learn from my mistakes, invest smarter and plan smarter so that they can do what they love, like spending time with family, traveling, golfing, fishing, whatever it is. There's a lot of things better than stressing or being too preoccupied with your money. So that's the point of the show. In this podcast, you know, we're going to be talking about the important things going on today that can impact your finances. I'll be sharing stories of my own experiences and help to educate you so that you can invest smarter and keep your current financial plan in order to keep you forging ahead towards your dreams. I'll have guests on that we can all learn from to make smarter decisions and to really stay happier and stay focused on what's important and to build a great financial plan and a great future. And with that today, I'm going to be talking about Roth IRAs and specifically why you should consider opening one up for your kids. Then we have a listener question from Michael. He's coming to some money and wants to put it to work, but he's very worried about getting into the market at the wrong time. Now, before I get into it, I'm very excited to announce that the Invest Smarter Podcast has a brand new website. Go to investsmarterpod.com to check it out. It looks great. And from the website, you can ask a question or even leave a voicemail question by clicking on the microphone on the bottom right side of the page. And at the bottom of the page, there's a form where you can subscribe to our growing newsletter. And I would really love for you to join it. We've been getting some really excellent, awesome feedback from subscribers. Also, we've revised our ebook called Successfully Navigating the Market Cycle. And when you subscribe on investsmarterpod.com, you'll receive your very own copy of the ebook, which introduces a framework for building all-weather portfolios designed to last and designed to have you investing smarter and keeping your emotions out of your investments. If you have a question you'd like featured on the show, you can also respond to any newsletter email that you receive after you subscribe to the newsletter. And we'll be sure to get your question featured on the show. As a reminder, all opinions expressed on the show are solely the opinions of myself or any guest on the show and do not represent the opinions of DeWitt Capital Management. 
All content within the podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decision making. With that, let's get going. Okay, so we are talking about Roths. Roth IRAs, we already know, are super powerful. You put after-tax dollars into it and you take the money out tax-free in retirement when you're over age 59 and a half. They can create a ton of flexibility in retirement to manage your tax bill each year when you're facing taxable income from your traditional IRAs, pensions, 401ks, etc., social security as well. If you think taxes are going up in the future, which let's be real, there's only one way they are going, then they can help you because you are putting in money today that you already pay tax on at a lower rate than in the future. So if you are below the income limits of 140K single and 208,000 married filing jointly, then contributing the 6K max contribution every year is pretty much a no-brainer. Now, if you have kids, I want you to consider opening a Roth IRA for them. And let me tell you why. I think perhaps the biggest reason to open a Roth IRA for your child is because it gets them involved in investing very early. It's a great moment to teach your child about investing. And because I have a love for investing and believe in having a portion of my investments be individual stocks that I have a conviction in and excitement about, I am particularly fond of this idea. So one thing you can do is get your child thinking about all of the things he loves or he or she loves in his or her own life. Maybe it's sports, maybe it's video games, maybe it's clothes, fashion, art, science, you name it. Whatever it is, talk to him or her about investing in some of the companies that your kid actually interacts with on a day-to-day basis and already has a lot of belief in and love for. Of course, this is a good moment to also teach your kid that just because you like something doesn't make it a good investment. You can also teach them about diversification, why that's important, and why you shouldn't put all your eggs in just one or two baskets. You can download a free app like Webull and check out easily digestible financial trends, analyst ratings, balance sheets from stocks. Get them starting to think like an actual real investor. I really do think that the earlier you get them engaged with investing, the better. Now, of course, perhaps your kid really has no interest, in which case you can still just you know control the investments for them. But education is huge for me. There are a lot of valuable lessons that can be taught during this process. And it's no secret that personal finance is woefully missing from school curriculums. However, that is starting to change. Uh, there was 25 states introducing personal finance bills just this year. But regardless, a lot of the education on saving, investing, and managing money sensibly is going to fall on the shoulders of the parents. The next big reason to open a Roth IRA for your child is because, well, they are young and that means more time and that means more opportunity to compound and grow. This is probably the most practical reason to do it in all honesty. And the easiest way to make this point to your child is through examples. So if your child is more interested in like, let's say, spending his or her earned money on trips with friends, a new car or something that isn't particularly needed, then pulling up a compound interest calculator is a fantastic way to illustrate to them the power of compounding. Show them that by maxing out a Roth IRA for two years in a row with their summer camp counselor earnings, that in 50 years at 7% annualized average return, he would have almost $400,000. And if they say, hey, oh, well, mom and dad, I don't want to be waiting 50 years for all this money, then show them what it'll look like if they max it out every year. Now that it's over $3 million in 50 years, they may feel a bit more excited about the prospects. But they still might say, well, it's still 50 years away. 
So then you can show them how in just 10 years, it'll be over $100,000. In 20 years, over $300,000. And if your child is 16 years old, let's say, you can be like, you'll be 26 in 10 years and already have saved over $100,000. When you're 36, you'll have over $300,000. And that's just from your Roth IRA. You'll be like the coolest kid on the block. I mean, how are you going to feel then? You're going to have so much freedom. What a foundation you could set for yourself. And speaking for myself, I want my daughter, who's only 10 months old right now, to have the freedom to pursue any passion she wants in life. I want her to have the funds to do that, as opposed to you know having to scrape by after college in the beginning of her career in the corporate machine doing something she doesn't actually love. And while her contributions might not be enough to give to truly give her that freedom at that time, I know for me, I'll be in a much better position to support her entrepreneurial endeavors knowing that she has learned from an early age how to invest and be smart and sensible with her money. Now, I think those are two of the biggest, you know, most wholesome reasons to start a Roth IRA for your kid. But there's also more pragmatic reasons as well. It gives your child some more flexibility. So one great benefit is that contributions can be withdrawn for any reason without any tax consequences, no penalty and no tax. So if your child wants to make So if your child wants to start their own business and they need to make some investments, they can take out contributions to make those investments in themselves, in their business. Um, They're free to take it out. No tax, no penalty. However, this doesn't apply to the earnings on the contributions. So for the earnings, which is the value of the account above all the contributions added up, taking this out of the account would be considered an unqualified distribution And it would be subject to a 10% penalty and income tax, assuming that he or she is younger than 59 and a half and the distributions are not exempt. So that brings me to the exemptions, which can also be a good benefit. So your child will be able to take uh, earnings from his or her Roth IRA to pay for qualified education expenses, such as tuition books and fees. However, this will only be penalty free, not tax free. Another exemption is for your child's first house. So they can take out up to 10K fully taxed and penalty free as a down payment for their first home. And the other little exemption is that from the SECURE Act, uh, you can take out 5K penalty free, not tax free for birth or adoption costs. So those are some additional benefits of starting a Roth IRA for your kid. It gives them some flexibility uh, in the future. So how do you do this? We've talked about the benefits. We've talked about why it could be a great idea. But how do we actually open a Roth IRA for our kids? The first thing that you'll need to do is open a custodial Roth IRA. Your kid won't be able to open up their own IRA until they are until they are considered an adult in your state. So either 21 or 18. And not all brokerages will offer a custodial Roth IRA. But the major ones do, like Schwab, Vanguard, or Fidelity. So you will be controlling the investments and decisions until your child is an adult. And at that point, you will be transferring the Roth IRA into their name. Now, in order to start a Roth IRA for your child, your child will need to have earned income reportable to the IRS. And it needs to be reasonable income. So for instance, you couldn't put your child on the payroll to come into the office for one day and then give them you know, $30,000 plus 30K is well above the contribution limits. So it doesn't make sense anyways, but they need earned income on a W-2 or from self-employment. The most common ways that I see kids getting the earned income is through parents hiring them part-time for real work, income from a summer job, like busing at a restaurant or a camp counselor or maybe daycare, 
And the other common thing is self-employment gigs like mowing lawns, painting, or dog walking. Now, the same rules apply for kids as adults regarding income limits. The one thing that is cool is that you as the parents can match their earned income and make the contribution yourself. However, the total contribution can never be more than the earned income. So if your child made $1,000 at camp, that's the most that can be put into the Roth IRA from either you or from your child. One popular move that we do see is this. Say say your child earns $3,000 over the summer as a lifeguard. Maybe they'll put in 1500 of that into their Roth and spend the rest. And before this, you and your daughter had an agreement that you would put in 50% of her total earned income for her. So you as the parent could contribute the other $1,500 for her, making the total the $3,000 that she earned as a lifeguard. Now, finally, opening a Roth IRA for your child makes a ton of tax sense too down the road because your child's going to be making likely less than the 2021 standard deduction of $12,550. So they are essentially earning tax-free income, then investing it and eventually taking it out completely tax-free. So you're pretty much completely avoiding the tax man. Okay, so are there downsides? There's not really any downsides per se. I would caution you not to try and contribute income that isn't truly earned by your child because you don't want that to come back and bite you uh, with nasty penalties from the IRS. So the bottom line is that a Roth IRA for your child can be really, really smart idea. It'll help them build financial literacy, help them become a smart investor. It'll help them get good with their money. It'll also increase their flexibility later on in life, perhaps if they want a down payment on a house or have or want to invest in themselves in a business for themselves. So there's a lot of reasons to do this. Uh, it'll be doing a great service for your kid if you decide to. And because it's their money that they earned, they'll feel better about it later on and they'll be much more inclined to take good care of it. All right. And with that, let's move on to our listener question. Alrighty. Our listener question comes from Michael. He says, I'm 36 years old and have come into some money that I want to invest. I'm just not sure if I should wait for a market correction or crash. I keep hearing about how the market is in a bubble. There are some people I follow on social media who seem to find a lot of red flags and reasons why the market is in a bubble and think that there's going to be a crash or even a financial crisis soon. What do you think? Alrighty, so Michael, first, thanks so much for the question. And this is something we've been hearing more and more, so it's a great question, and I think a lot of people will benefit from this discussion. The first thing I want to say, uh, Michael, is that without knowing anything else about your situation... I want you to determine if you are going to be an investor or a trader because investors don't trade and traders don't invest. And what I mean is that traders are people who are fixated on fast results and have a short-term time horizon. You being 36, I'm going to assume that you have a longer-term time horizon. And in today's markets, I recognize that it's really hard to maintain a long-term mindset. I think it might be the hardest time it's ever been in my life, at least. There is so much noise coming from everywhere. People claiming on social media how much money they made doing this or that, crypto this or that. Uh, there is so much of this going on. It's so easy to get pulled in all these different directions. But I would say that the stronger that you're able to have conviction and like deep belief in a long-term mindset, it's just going to mean that you have a much higher chance of actual success and hitting your goals. 
I just saw an article from Ben Carlson, who is constantly putting out great content, but he he made a comment about a tweet from Jeff Bezos, who uh, and, and in the tweet, there was a cover story from Barron's in 1999. And it said that Amazon was going to fail because Amazon was just another middleman company. They weren't really revolutionizing anything. And they were saying that the companies that were going to be successful, the most successful in the future on the internet were the companies that were going to sell their products direct to consumer. We all know how this turned out, but over the next 20 months or so, Barron's was kind of right, at least about the stock price, because Amazon fell 94% during the dot-com crash. But as we know, over the long term, the rest is history. Talking about long-term thinking... If you had bought Amazon at the peak before this 94% crash, that peak was $112 about. And if you held on until today, not selling during that crash, just holding on and staying true to your, your long-term conviction because you knew at that time that you had 20 plus years, then from then until now, you would be sitting on a 2,800% gain in just 21 years. And so again, you being 36, you may even have a longer term time horizon than that. So depending on time horizon, uh, as Ben in his article astutely points out, two different types of market participants, the trader and the investor, can have two totally different but correct views. And I'm going to take the long view 10 out of 10 times. So I'm assuming that your idea, Michael, isn't to bet on one stock. So assuming you want to invest in, say, the S&P 500, uh, it's helpful to understand some probability. Using history as our sample size, the odds of losing money in the stock market over just one year are already starting off in your favor with a 68% chance of making money. Of course, that's not a long-term hold. If we zoom out to 10 years, you have an 87% chance of making money. 20 years, you have a 96% chance of making money. And 25 years, you have an actual 100% chance of making money based on history. That's a fact. But because I do not want to deal with 100% certainties, we'll call it 99.9%. So yeah, there have been people saying that the market is in a bubble for really for years now. I mean, I remember even I started to get a little bit caught up in some of this feeling uh, during the COVID, during the recovery after COVID, I thought, man, this is just insane. This can't go on. Anyone who is waiting for some big dip to invest money has been waiting a long time, a very long time, unless they pulled the trigger with the COVID dip. And even with huge crashes, we'll call the COVID dip a huge crash. Huge crashes happen because something really, really bad and scary is happening in the market. And that is the hardest time to buy, even though sitting here today, it sounds really good in theory. So Michael, I would tell you a couple things. Make sure you understand your time horizon. If you came into money and you want, you're investing for five years because you want to store it somewhere because you have a, a goal to purchase a big purchase in five years, then no, you shouldn't just put it in the market anytime. You, sh- you know, that's a whole different conversation. But assuming your time horizon is long, this is savings you want to grow for the long term for your retirement or to pass down to heirs in the long term future. So it's kind of being managed in perpetuity, then trying to time it won't make a huge difference in the long run. And don't overthink it. And don't overthink it. If you have a clear picture of your goals and your financial picture, invest accordingly with those variables. But I definitely urge you not to let your judgment be clouded by negative news, which is all over the place and driven by the need for clicks. And don't let it be 
and don't let your emotions get in the way. Don't become fearful. Stay true to the facts. Stay true to your time horizon and stay true to you and you'll be fine, man. Thanks so much for the question. Alrighty, that does it for this week's episode. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to help me grow the show. Keep investing smarter and we'll catch up next week. 